yeah, like you can be thin more gently. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and what's good as well is that if you breathe in, it's also when you have this, is that you focus a lot on like very subtle movements with your, with your breath as well and with your breath control. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so like, like when the, when the air goes in and when it comes out? Yeah, in the nussy. In the nussy. Yeah, nussy. Yeah, okay. It's nussy control. You know, I think I need, I need a little bit less control of all of my ussies. A little bit less control. <laughs> what? Okay. I feel like I'm hypervigilant about every ussy. Mm. Yeah. Apart from the coke ussy. The coke ussy. There's no such thing as a coke ussy. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is no part of the body <laughs> that is designated as the coke ussy. The nussy. The Nussie? The Nussie. Yeah. Um, what was that? Ah, uh, that's there's a song by Limp Biscuit um, yeah. called Nookie. And Nookie. Like, I did it all for the Nookie. Do you remember oh that? Right. Vaguely, I try and blank out Limp Biscuit from my mind. They as much were as possible. so fucked. I hated them. Someone described so them just fucked. recently as like um, it was like Rage Against the Machine, but if they were not singing about anything. Yeah. Like, it's like, it was Rage, Rage Against the Machine, except it was just about, like, white grievance. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine, who would also kind of, like, roofie you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. White's Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Like, but there was, and so there was, so, like, White Rage Against the Machine is a limp biscuit. Well, why, I thought the Rage Against the Machine were white. Are they not white? I thought they, wait, hang on a second, Google it. I thought they were white. <laughs> I thought they were, like, Hispanic. Oh really? Okay. Oh god, I've now been. Wait, I haven't been like really dumb now. They, they had that song called like the Renegades of Funk or something. Ah, uh, I, I I loved them. Yeah, I know that. I actually think great. Like, like I'm fine if Limp Biscuit, not so much. Also, the name Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. You know what Limp Biscuit is? Yeah, it's well, we, we called it Soggy Biscuit. Soggy Biscuit. Did, do you have like a um, like a folksy, creepy uh, English name for it? Oh, wait, Soggy Biscuit, Salty Biscuit. S- salty Biscuit? Yeah. yeah. Um, Piddly Winks and Chonkers. <laughs> Piddly Winks and Chonkers. Piddly Winks and Chonkers. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, wait. Well, you know, it's like we, we're, yeah. I feel like we need to move this table out. Otherwise, the pit patter of raccoon paws. I feel like that's, you are very being very um, generous okay. with you, with yourself if you think that there is anything that could stop the pitter patter of your raccoon paws on any <laughs> table ever. <laughs> I can cross my knees. I love it. It's, it's so <laughs> like recording with you is like it's always. I always feel like I'm like vaguely putting you in the naughty corner because it's like and sit there and you can come out when you've learned how to behave or when you've learned how to stop tapping the microphone yeah you're like what what are you talking about um so um, this fake denim fabric on this chair is so cursed you mean this chair (laughs) the chair the jeans have you seen the meme about the jofa Oh no! <laughs> it's the denim sofa. Oh, the denim sofa. Oh wait, okay. I thought it was gonna be like for some reason. I thought it was gonna be like the Joker from Batman, but in denim. Oh no, yeah. no, or no. like made of denim. Yeah, the Joker from Batman. Like, oh, what's his name? Um, 
That awful, awful heterosexual man who will not leave us alone. Jack ja- Nichols. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Okay, yeah. no. Did, oh, yeah. Who's Jack Nichols? Jack Nichols. Oh, he's quite Jack nice. Jack Nicholson? Yeah, Jack yeah. Nicholson. Oh, yeah, no, he's Jack lovely. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't have a, a history of pursuing us. But Jared Leto yeah. will not rest yeah. unless... Until every last <coughs> queer and trans role... Oh. Or, and queer coded oh. role is oh. filled by... A mediocre heterosexual man. Yeah. He will not rest. That is his like raison d'être. Is that him um, trying to come out? Um, I don't know. And I feel like I did. <sighs> I know this isn't the same for everyone. Mm. But I came out when I was 15 yeah. in a small country town. I was yeah. out for a year before I met another gay person. A yeah. year. Yeah. And it was. Awful, and it yeah. was really hard, and I wasn't a cunt to anyone. Yeah. So if you can't come <laughs> out in a city in yeah. 2022 without being a total dick, yeah, that's not because being gay is hard. That's because you are a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because being gay is hard, but that doesn't automatically intersect with um with acting like a dick to everyone. I mean, one of my favorite things that you say is that just because it's queer doesn't mean it's better. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's uh, I think that's really true. Yeah. I, I really stand by that. Especially I think it's the best answer to all of these um, sort of like agonizing over like who's allowed to identify as queer and what that means and blah blah yeah. blah. And it's like this is the wrong question. The question we should be asking ourselves is how can we make queer and yeah. queerness the most like potent and uh, and threatening yeah. to heterosexual hegemony um, and heteronormativity and the most uh, solidarity-inspiring thing that it can be mm. rather than is some guy who likes getting pegged queer like who cares if he like if he's committed yeah. to the if, if he's committed to the fight against homophobia I don't mm. really care like sure it's kind well, of yeah, it's, welcome to the fault I know but also, I love it you're one of the like, I don't care how, who, who, who here, how, how we belong with these things. What we need instead is solidarity. And it's one of these great, because it's also, but that, that is, the solidarity is a very messy ex, exercise as well. Yeah, but solidarity is a commitment rather than identity. That's and true. I think uh, commitments are much more uh, important than identity. Because that's the thing, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I spend so much time worrying about whether like I am trans enough or whether I like, oh, yeah. have a right to sort of claim this identity or whatever. Um, but when it comes to other people, I'm like, who fucking cares? Oh yeah, of course. Like, because, of course. Um, because it's so much more important, like who you're willing to stand with mm. um, and what- And who you're going to bed with. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, um, that's why I, I think I'm so much more interested in um, like, people's commitment to um and for example like if someone is so there's a guy um he identifies as queer he mostly has sex with cis women yeah um and um he uh and he identifies as queer mm-hmm. um like i care if he's the kind of guy who gets really sort of defensive and weird yeah. whenever whenever you bring bring up uh, like homophobia or a frustration with homophobic straight men. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, not all straight men are like that. Well then his dick, right? Yeah. And it yeah, doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter how many yeah. men he's had sex with. Yeah. Um, 
But if yeah. that same guy has never had sex with a man, identifies as queer, and when you bring up an instance of that, he's like, yeah, that's terrible and that shouldn't happen. And he's the kind of person who points out, like, who, like, yeah. intervenes in homophobia when he sees it and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, what, like, why not have him on board? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, if, yeah. If, he's a, if he's a guy who's, like, who's interested in ending heteronormativity, yeah. I'm far more interested in that and his yeah. capacity to not make it about him than I am about one guy who let a guy blow him when he was on ecstasy one time um, oh, and then God, like yeah. and then gets upset whenever someone mentions that homophobia still exists yeah because yeah. that guy is a douche yeah <laughs> and his problem isn't that he's not queer or that he's queer or not queer his problem is that he's a homophobe yeah it's just that he's smart <laughs> enough to be a crypto homophobe a crypto homophobe a crypto homophobe yeah a crypto oh my god a crypto homophobe well this goes back to your thing of the quo actually right i, I was i was me i was getting ready to sell the cube it's been a while since we mentioned quo. <laughs> we're back with sorry we're back after a long break what are we about solidarity identity and quos bitch <laughs> quos motherfucker sorry is back oh <laughs> like, <my God. laughs> Gonna have to compress this shit out. But am I destroying people's? Oh yeah, god! That's yeah, all right. I can no. compress. I can compress. I think that's what it's called. We are Grimmer. Um, uh, a lovely Grimmer. Grimmer, not Grimmer. Grimmer. Oh, okay, Grim. Grim. Okay, like, Grimmer. Yeah. Okay, Grimmer. Okay, Grimmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wait, this is what the neoconservative yeah. right in America is saying, like to literally the most middle of the road centrist liberals. No, it's just like it's what what people need to say in the entertainment business to like creepy oh, producers. Creepy producers. <laughs> okay, oh my god. Or, okay, Grimmer. Or we say it to priests. Pre- Catholic yeah. priests. Okay, yeah. Grimmer. Is that a man? <laughs> Which I mean, our groomer in heaven. Groomer in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Groomer. Groomer. Oh God. I'm I'm hailing the groomer even as I'm like outraged by the fact that they're a groomer. He's the groomer in chief. I mean, he is the groomer in chief. He is pervy. Like, yeah. Well, this in I no mean, way brings us. I'm sorry, but like that business with the dove and the Virgin Mary. She was like 14. She was 14. But who's the dove? The dove was the Holy Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit. And that is how Which it, is, is strong non-binary energy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Make, so the Holy Spirit, they arrived in the they form of the dove. They arrived in the dove. I thought it was dove. the angel Raphael. No, 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 it was a dove that impregnated Mary. So she fucked a dove. I, that sounds a bit leader in the swan to me. <laughs> it's like yet another thing that they've lifted. Um, <laughs> Um, recently I was talking about how, um, uh, gay Spanish people are the best at being, um, gay, um, because like, like there's so much, so many things about like Spanish culture that's already so, so so camp and like expansive and big. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah, And also like just how fucking pagan, um, Spanish Catholicism gets. Oh, and I was like, saying, and you know, like, and, um, and like, and I was like, you know, and all of this like diva worship of this woman, and yeah. then this person, this person that was that was like that I was in with was like, do you think it's gay to worship a woman? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, it's gay to worship that woman. Yeah, like it's the Virgin Mary, and also yes, yes, yeah, yes, like, and also yes. not not necessarily in good, in a good way, like yeah. like camp worship of of women yeah. can also verge into some pretty misogynist territory yeah. or sexist territory. Let's not say, not, not yeah, necessarily misogynist. What's wrong with being gay? Well, Why should women be yeah, gay? exactly. Do cry. Anyway, yeah. so, um, Spanish people worship. are gay. Spanish people are just all gay. And that brings yeah. us, well, actually it doesn't. 
Anyway, that may or may not bring us to our topic for this month. But before we get into that, Yay. I am Queen of the Heavens and of the Earth, Empress of Despair, Architect of Your Eternal Suffering, Olympia Bukakis. Oh my gosh, and I am your humanoid, streak moment of ugh, oozing gloop. And you're listening <laughs> to our podcast, Slurry! Slurry! And what is our topic for this month, oozing gloop? Sluts. Sluts. Sluts is the theme. Now, we talked about love last time. Um, How many years ago was that? Yeah, it was so long. <laughs> was that um, before the pandemic? Or do, what point during... Wait, it, was it in the first year of the pandemic or the second year? It was post-COVID, but pre-monkeypox. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and... So, and I mean, so we talked about love, <laughs> yeah. and um, some of the people who are the best and the worst at loving mm. are sluts. Are you a slut, Oozing Gloop? Are I love you, to love. Are you a fucking slut? You're a fucking slut. <laughs> you stupid fucking slut is actually my morning affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that gets you out of bed. Right? No, no, no. no. Once I, it's the only thing that gets me out of the house once I'm staring in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, once I get out the, the, the out of the house, I pull out my phone yeah. and I put on the video of, of the front cam yeah. and I continue. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only way I get to work. You oh. stupid fucking slut. Well, why don't you just like FaceTime me and we can just do it to each other? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know. Text a village. Take the village. <laughs> to ride this bicycle. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, the village bike. Yeah. The village bike. Yeah. You know, remember this phrase? Yes. And, yes. I, and also, I think it's in uh, that seminal work of um, uh, Michael Myers. Mm. Mike Myers, uh, Austin Powers. Oh my god. He said uh, something like, he, maybe he said, I'm the village bicycle, or someone else was the village bicycle. Oh, she's um, the village... Everybody's oh, had a ride. Oh, yeah, everybody's had a ride. Oh, yeah, she's the village bike. Everyone's had a ride. Yeah. Because someone was like, you fucked her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? The village bike. Yeah. When did you realise you were a slut? Um, well, I realised I was a slut when I said to my partner, oh, me and Olympia are going to do a podcast on sluts. I better read up about it. And they went, why, when you have so much vocational experience? <laughs> so you only just realised? I mean... Or did, you, did, it, did it reoccur to you? It's sort of, you know, like a Nietzschean eternal return. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's just like, <laughs> exactly. it's like, it's not, yeah. it's not one of those things, you know, yeah. like much like gr- the grieving process as you return to it again and again and again, much, you know, like it just reoccurs. There's, you know, I, I would like a slut anniversary, you know, like an yeah. anniversary for your sluttiness. Just to because remind we were you. talking about uh, your, like your second birthday. Oh, my second week, birthday. Last yes. week. Yes. Tell us about your second birthday. Yes, I saw a birthday cake online saying, congrats on the autism. Congrats <laughs> on the autism. And then I was like, I want to have a second birthday for my autism. Yeah. Because like... Like I'll, the queen. Like the queen. Like yeah. the queen. The queen of England has two birthdays. I'm from England and a queen and a slut queen at that. And then uh, the slut queen of England. Oh, that's the title. <laughs> she rules in an upside down throne. <laughs> in the With like thigh high boots. <laughs> they're, 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 the thigh high boots are like welded to the roof and that's the only way she stays up. And the crown is just a butt plug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would like it actually to be some kind of sphincter encrusted in butt plugs. So you like it on. Be like, oh, who's come to me? Like, I think it's just upside down. <laughs> yeah, she's upside down. And beneath the exact body imbalance. <laughs> oh you may now kiss the ring. You may now kiss the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have to, they have to. And she stands up, and then they have to. The courtiers have to climb up the wall. It's like a climbing wall, but it's just dildos sticking out. And every now and again, one of the suction cups gives out, and one of them plummets to their death. And when she's knighting people, it's just like slapping them on the shoulders with a giant double. <laughs> <and> the, giant <laughs> <dildo>. <laughs> the order of the guard. <laughs> 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 and all the guards are like dominatrixes with the whips yeah like <laughs> and then like you know I was ruling us that way for many years and I went by Jove I forgot my second birthday and um and so I was like yeah I want to have like a also the other thing is that um uh my birthday's in November mm. in the winter which yeah. is it's just miserable. So I want yeah. to have a, a summertime birthday. Like a summery autism birthday. A summery autism birthday. I'm thinking about doing it. Would it be August. the same in the North or in, as, and the South Hemisphere? Or like... It depends if she's doing a royal tour or not, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the autistic slut queen is doing a royal tour. Oh, yeah. Her second birthday. <laughs> and she's just on her cum barge. <laughs> she's on her cum barge. Checking out the Commonwealth. <laughs> the Commonwealth. <laughs> and the cum barge is water. You know, have you ever jerked off in the bathtub? No. <laughs> what? What do you mean you've never jerked off in the bathtub? I find water really unsexy. But, hmm, okay. I feel like you've told like, me some bathtub grinder stories. Uh, no, no, no. They're, they're after party stories. So I love to get in the bath in like, uh, like, like after being out, uh-huh. um, and like have like cute baths with people, but yeah. n- not sexual at all. Oh. oh, I had sex with my ex once in the bath and it was actually really beautiful. Yeah. Um, but we only ever did that once. And that's, I think that's the only, ever, only time. Did you come in their butt or come in the water? Uh, or in uh, the mouth? Or in the armpit, in the, inside them, or in the water. It doesn't matter where. The ear, maybe. Uh, I don't remember. Okay, go like come in a bucket of water and see what happens. It's quite wild. <laughs> go come in a bucket of water. Sounds like an insult. <laughs> go, like, come like, in a bucket of, up your ass. <laughs> go come in a bucket of water. It sounds like an Australian water. <laughs> but that's what we say in the court of the slut queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the cum budge during the Commonwealth. <laughs> She's so intense. (laughs) You know those people. She has like a like a parade of like you know those like people who like get uh, get in the kink of like being in giant inflatable latex gimp suits. (laughs) They pump up with air. They're like floating in the water around with tridents as like an early defense system against sea monsters. (laughs) Oh my god! Slut. Slut queen of England. Every now and again, they have to stop her from throwing herself off the barge because she, she agrees it, life is much better down where it's wetter. <laughs> That's so intense. It's not where I thought we were going at all. I mean, Mary, like, she is a woman possessed of her own. P- 
power. Like, what yeah. is it? A slut is what? A what is a slut? What is a slut? Yeah. Um, a slut. Um, actually, it used to mean so. Its prior thing was was like a a, a messy woman. Okay. Like, kind of like a wife who didn't keep a clean house or something like that. Ouch. Yeah. Um, but then as uh, so many insults do, and which is why it's so interesting to reclaim insults mm. because they have this sort of like elastic quality mm-hmm. to them. Um, uh, it became uh, about like being like someone who's sexually licentious, um, mm. some, someone who's like sexually prolific um, and like a woman who is sexually prolific. And then as um, like queers started to exist more um, publicly, mm then it's also something that's been uh, applied to gay men, still very rarely to straight men. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. <clears throat> for me, um, a slut, uh, to be a slut is um, to, <clears throat> well, there's two elements for it. Obviously. Okay. So one, I realized that I was a slut the first time I went to a gay bar, I think. No, the second time. And I was like dancing around because I was I lived mm. in the country and I was dancing around and I was like um, having a great time and I was like oh that boy's cute and then I was like <clears throat> I don't know for some reason I went upstairs and they had like a dark room upstairs and I went upstairs and just like had sex with someone and, yeah and it was like it wasn't yeah. my first sexual experience or whatever but then I came downstairs and I was like shocked yeah. and I was like. Am wow. I, well, I was like, am I a slut? Yeah. And I was random. I, I was genuinely sort of like a bit sh- shook. Like, cause I was shooketh. like, I was Baba Shooketh. You're Baba um, Shooketh. And I was like, am I, am I a, I, am am I I a slut? Cause I thought that I was like quite a sort of slow romantic person, which I, th- which I, I also am. But, um, yeah. but I was genuinely surprised that I just went up and had yeah, sex with someone. And then like, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, so, Slut is like a natural sort of uh, inclination for me. Yeah. But then also to be a slut is now just to be really sort of like choosing to sit in a place of deep satisfaction with my um, uh, wide sexual experience. You slut. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? You stupid You stupid fucking You stupid slut. But it's like, for example, you know, like I tell myself off yeah. sometimes. Um, when I'm just like not like being naughty or whatever. Like as in like as in like actually when I'm just like, oh you idiot, you know, sometimes out loud. Yeah. But whenever I say you fucking slut, I always have the biggest grin yeah, on my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like because I love sluts as well. Sluts, I think sluts are great. Love people. sluts. Sluts are the best. Sluts are the best. God bless the sluts. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a slut is so many different things, but I am definitely living my slut era. Okay. Um, and yep. I'm loving it. Yep. Yep. And your lower back isn't. My lower back is not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, that's why I... Because I explained to this... Cause that's, I, why, that's why you got to do your slut era in your 20s. Because when you're 35 doing your slut era, your lower back can't take it. Exactly. But also, my... Um, uh, like, being a slut in your 20s is kind of hard. Because I was, I was a slut in my 20s in that I slept with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have anywhere near as much fun as I'm having now. Yeah. And this is the trick... This is the trick mm-hmm. of being a young gay person, yeah. a young queer person, I guess, or maybe just a young person. Mm. But I'm talking strictly for my gays. No, yeah, not really. Strictly for my gays. Um, 
like when my gays that when my gay, oh they're all hooking up somewhere else and they left me alone on yeah, the dance because gay people do that you know straight people don't always do that to each other <laughs> but um uh, I know the thing is right is that for me I always knew fucking in the toilets was an option like somehow deeply and I think that was from watching lots of straight media where they go and fuck in the toilets yeah like a club or something like that and I think it was like it was quite a scandalous image of like the late 90s and early 2000s like you know of like some dude like you know with some hot lady and like that and he 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 violates like the boundary of the woman's bathroom so they can fuck in the toilet oh my there was something about that i think i saw that image like three or four or five times in various like itv dramas and soap operas in the uk which people who are familiar with the the banal existence of of mediocre england will understand exactly what that is and um and yeah, and then also, because I lived in the middle of nowhere. I mean, like, okay, so, you don't know, you, do you know how to drive? No. No. Okay, is that because at the age that you could have learned how to drive, you chose to move to the city instead? Um, I think, because I would have started being able to learn to drive, I think, when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, don't, I can't remember. I think it was 16. Um, and it was kind of like... Uh, a gesture of defiance that I was like I'm never going to live outside a city so I will never need to learn, know how to drive because it oh was a God. part of growing up and becoming an adult in the country right 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 exactly so, and I was like I don't belong here I'm not going to learn how to be here I'm going to wait until I can leave no exactly right the point is is you were like I don't need to like okay so it was this mean being like uh, are you gay or do you know how to drive because like you're just like hey i'm not like i don't belong here i'm not gonna learn how to be here i'm not gonna understand your heterosexual provincial ways rural folk and i'm going to leave so i can go to an incestuous cliquey gay bar (laughs) because also i'm gonna be up in the club i'm gonna be drunk i'm not gonna be able to drive after that i'm gonna crash a car no yeah Yeah. I'm going to need to drive. I'm going to suck dick until the bus starts running. Thank you very much. (laughs) And it's also like, I'm going to leave this incestuous shithole so I can go to a metropolitan incestuous shithole. (laughs) So I can fuck all of my friends' exes. Yeah, it's like if I have thick and dry thousands, like, should should be sponsoring this. Yeah. Like, anyway. But, like, yes, exactly. So it's like, um, I say now there was a winding pathway. It was coming around with all these things. So anyway, so I think that basically, because I lived in the middle of nowhere, and it was just so like to go to the city to see my friends. My mum wouldn't drive me forty-five minutes, so instead I had to wait for like ten to fifteen minutes for the bus that came like once a week, um, and then it would come again like four hours later. So, but I would t- take the bu- like the return journey would be four hours later, and there'd be one trip, and it would take me to. Um, on about <clears throat> oh I want to say like a 50 minute journey or something like that to Sheringham maybe less than 50 minutes maybe more like 35 minutes something like that to Sheringham and like it was like a country bus so they would like on hot days they would just open the entire bus door and just let the air come in and it was like everything was like shaking apart and was, like all these old people and then like um, I would get to like Sheringham and then I would have to wait for like uh, 10 or 15 minutes but sometimes the bus would be late so I would miss the train and have to wait an hour for the next train so then sometimes 15 minutes or an hour uh and 15 minutes like and then um and then or maybe I don't know and then I would get a train that would take one hour to get to the city 
And then like, so Which, what's the city, the city of Norwich. And I, then I would get to see my friends and I would do that every single week. And yeah. so it was just like, I was so completely icy. I was like, right. And I was so unbelievably horny. I was like, it's, I've run through all the hoes in the, in the nearby territories. Like the only way that this is going to happen is, uh, is if I fuck someone in the toilet. That was just it. I was just like, no, for an, it was a known fact for me for a number of years I will only be able to hook up with someone like in a toilet or in like a corner of somewhere. There will never be a space. So you've yeah. got to find a space and you've got to exploit it. Yeah. Exploit it for your slut fantasy, you dirty little bitch. You know, a little clearing down in a patch of stinging nettles next to someone's birthday party or like all of these like ridiculous things. Wow. Yeah, this is also something that people <clears throat> don't necessarily talk about, but like, um, mm, like part of what was so distressing oh my god wait um for me about being sort of like a lonely queer teenager in a rural area it was like sure the bullying was really bad but also like baby like yeah like horniness the oh the horniness the slut drive the slut drive that is that is for a lot of people in in my experience (coughs) all the time that is a longing for like the other it's a longing for the presence of like and the comforting presence of another person it's the enemy within i'll tell you that it's the enemy within <laughs> well, and it's, it's like, the, the sticks and stones don't hurt me but the whips and chains excite me but where are the whips and chains rihanna where are the whips and chains there's no one there's just me in my room by myself i've been highly sexualized at a very young and impressionable age at like say so you came out at 15 right yeah how long did you know you go for um, I guess <clears throat> I always knew that I wasn't a cis man or right. boy, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I guess I knew that I was the right. thing that is gay when I was like 11. Okay. But then, so you, like, so your entire life, because also as well, like, I mean, like, like when I was growing up, I was like, I am a fairy princess Barbie and you know, it's fine because I just sit around and play with Barbies and I live this out and I just know that there is this and there's this weird thing yeah and then like and then god i found out i was gay i sat like i was like i was diddling with a boy in my village basically a boy <laughs> in my village was diddling me more yeah. accurately yeah i didn't go to there was not very many you were both kids both kids yes yeah. yes but one of us was much more a kid than the other <laughs> you naughty neighbor anyway <laughs> oh anyway um uh moving swiftly on um and then there was this process and then i went to high school and then um People were yelling, like, gay, 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 yeah. consistently. And I was like, what does gay mean? And they were yeah. like, oh, they explained it. And I just remember, like, first week of school, like, the pit falling from my stomach. And me just thinking, I cannot tell you what I have been doing all summer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is going to go down very well. <laughs> no, I think yeah. And they were just, it was so hating. And then it was like that. But the thing is, though, right, is that then, like, so, but then, so this more like when did when did the social context of of what gay was? Mm. When did you come to understand that and apply it to yourself? Yeah, yeah. So that was like around about when I was eleven. But like desire, oh, wow. like and or maybe like curiosity yeah. for other boys, like yeah. when I was like already in primary school. Like I I had emotional feelings about boys, right? Never yeah, really yeah. about girls. Like yeah. like 
No, I had sort of not emotional, but that's very broad. I had like infatuations with certain boys, I think, and I couldn't understand why I felt so drawn to certain oh boys. Yeah. I tried fixing myself with a DIY form of conversion therapy where I was determined to jerk off once successfully to a woman. And I went for Beyonce, for Beyonce in the Crazy in Love video because I was like, she's got a great booty. And you're like, but and I tried doing it and it didn't work. And halfway through, I was just so horny. I was like, oh, I'm just thought of a boy in my class instead. And I was like, it's done. That is relatable content. <laughs> Did you I try also, this? Yeah, I also tried this. It was just like, With the yeah, Beyonce like, Crazy in Love video? No. <laughs> That's so gay. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, uh, but like that, I think I wouldn't be surprised if that's really common, but like, this is like, it's like this really awkward bind where you get sort of like hyper, hyper right, vigilantly yeah. policed for a, a desire that is projected onto you. And that actually sort of like that, that there's a, there's a call and response because the response, yeah. like you start to understand this, uh, desire, this impulse in the context of insult. Um, I haven't read this, but Didier oh, yeah. Eribon, um, who wrote uh, Return to Rance. Sorry, is back on form. I've not read this thing, but I'm referencing it anyway. Yeah, well, I think it's important to, to like, because a lot of people just say they, they just read a blurb. And yeah. it's like, you've got, you got to mention when read you didn't blurb. read it. You, yeah. you know, Althusser was really bad with that. He like, he turned out he hadn't <coughs> read a whole bunch of uh, stuff from Marx and Lacan. So, <laughs> um, Didier Eribon wrote uh, Return to Rance and um, also Insult in the Making of the Gay Self. And uh, I, yeah, it sounds really interesting. I've read, I've read about it and it sounds really interesting. So you know, it could be an interesting one to read. Oh my um, God. And I like him. Um, yeah. And uh, what did this blurb say, baby? I can't really remember, but it's something about like the relevance of- So like, even just the title. Insult. The title is the concept. Okay, something like, there is, an academic says you've got to admit that some books you literally buy for the title. The title itself is called, great example, Cruel Optimism. Or Conflict is Not Abuse. Conflict is Not Abuse. Like, okay, yeah, I fantastic. get it. <laughs> yep, yep. Because you read the intro and after that, it sounds good a bit south. <laughs> but that's also but, um, Sarah Shulman's writing. It's very interesting. It's very, it's, 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 it's always a very, I love Sarah Shulman. I love, I love Sarah Shulman. Um, if I'm saying that one, I'll die. But what no, I was so saying, yeah, <laughs> was that um, when you're this child yeah. and like you start to a child, you, yeah, you understand, you start to understand your desire through this relentless um, physical and uh, like verbal harassment but and it, abuse. It's also that you're you're kind of like you're kind of like um, there is a physical. You're also processing that this is sexual difference and that you have sexual difference. Yeah. And you're, you understand that. So you're secretly, you're in the closet, you're like 11 or 12, basically, in the closet, looking at this relentless verbal abuse and applying that to yourself consistently, knowing that, oh God, I really, I'm, I am this, I am yeah. this. And, and, think, and thinking, of, thinking about sex yeah. as well. Yeah, well, like, it's, that's true. Um, the... But when you're in this process of trying to understand something internally and the context that you have for that is insult yeah. and, and violence, and then you're processing that as a literal child yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and at the same time keeping up a front. So you're managing the, like this growing thing inside and yeah. this violence that's coming from, uh, like from the outside. It's like a very intense juggling act. Um, and um, and then suddenly so like, you're in a room where you can just literally suck a dick. <laughs> and you're all like, bitch, it's going 
down. <laughs> well, also, like, I don't... And when I say A, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> but this is also, like, I think people have different responses to this, right? So, like, some people respond to this by, um, I don't know, like, people... I've never been able to understand people who can bear... Like, I don't really like going on dates with people if I haven't already had sex with them. Um, what? If I go on a date with someone and I... What? I, pr- I prefer if we've already had sex. You like to okay, so you want to you you want to you want to break the ice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the icebreaker. Yeah, you want to yeah, break yeah. the ice with 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 your dick. Well, it doesn't have to be the dick, but um, <laughs> but if we've had sex, can it then... be the double-ended dildo? <laughs> exactly, it's the slapping. <laughs> slapping me on both shoulders. You have become a worthy you're a worthy member of my co- of my <laughs> a worthy member of my company, and I I dine that you may court me. <laughs> <laughs> So They're like, there with a mushroom tattoo on their face, like, thanks. You know what a mushroom tattoo is? What? It's so you get whipped so hard with a dick, it leaves a bruise in the shape of a mushroom. <laughs> a mushroom tattoo. That's disgusting. Disgusting. That's so dumb. Yeah. You would, damage, you would damage the dick before you would bruise the face. I think that it would actually, I think it's like, there are certain, like, very, like, not our, like, leathery gay hides, but there are certain, like, very soft and supple people who bruise very easily uh that maybe it works on them okay <laughs> do you bruise uh I, do you get bruises like, i do get bruises yeah i don't get bruises like oh if i get bruised i get the physical i the physical sensation but there's no visible sign of the bruise uh-huh so i'm never getting a mushroom tattoo unless i actually go out and get a mushroom tattoo yeah which you probably I probably will do that oh my god so that's so, the only way it's happening for me but where were we um i was okay wait uh it, gay oh, gay no, sorry, identity I, I, what, and the insult no, no, I've, I've got it yeah. um insult so the, yeah. i've never been able to understand and i mean that literally oh, yeah. not as in like a judgment thing like people who like need to really get to know someone before they um before they have sex mm-hmm. because uh, like it's and like i think it's just yeah i just <laughs> yeah because, like, just, i just the, i i've the, got nowhere to go the, with this I'm, I'm at the end of my rope i mean well i just like the the talking to someone and wondering like in the yeah. courtship process are we going to have sex like yeah. that i just the stress I, I find that way too stressful. Yeah, because you're just like, I want to fuck you. No, like, not even. Just like, I just, no. ne- like, I just, that that question mark is one that I hate. And yeah. so if we've already had sex, it's like, okay, so now let's just relax and get to know each other. <laughs> like, and then we can just, like, whatever happens is nice. Yeah. You know? But I just, I don't know. And so I think actually having sex with someone is a really good way of getting to know them. I yes. think you learn so much about them. Yes and no. Yes and no. I've had great sex with wrong people. Yeah, but I've also had good friendships with bad people. No, that's not true. No. I mean, one sitting right opposite you. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I've had, uh, yeah, I've had good friends with bad people and then they turn out badly. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I feel like if I have good sex with someone, I just that was intrinsically, six years, trust I mean, you, you I just, intrinsically trust them. I intrinsically trust them. Sorry, wait, you intrinsically trust someone you've had sex with? If I have good sex with someone, I feel like I intrinsically trust them. <laughs> okay, so if we ever need to, like, trap Olympia, what we need to do in a really... I, I always think, like, you know, if you wanted to, like, if you wanted to, like, trap someone in a really obvious trap, what would you... What would be the criteria? For me, it's being somewhere before 10.30am in the morning. 
Like, and you will you will not be able to do that. Or? Oh yeah, no. It's just like if you were to like if you wanted to trap me with like a gigantic box held up by a stick, yeah. and like a rope, yeah, like a really obvious, really dumb trap. Just tell me that there's an appointment in there like before ten thirty in the morning, and then for you, oh, we played this game before, and you told me the answer was. No. Yeah, that's how it'd be really easy to trap you. <laughs> You'll no. be gone. <laughs> no. No. Okay. I've grown up. <laughs> okay, but now, now what it is, we need to find someone you've had good sex with to then just lead you in, and you'll just follow them. Do yeah, I? You know, but with you, I think that the thing would be that you sleep underneath the trap, but but um, you have to get outside of the trap before ten thirty. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like done. <laughs> no, it's done. I mean, I can get out, but like not in like a human. Oh God. It's like. Ugh. But um. Yeah. I'm a slut for the night time. Yeah? I love it. I, I hate having sex it. in the morning. Do you? Oh, wait. We talked about this before. I love morning sex. No, I think it's gross. Oh, I love it. I'm just like, I love to, like, because for me, it's like, okay, it's great to like, fuck it. What's great is when you meet someone and you're like, fuck it night time. And then you wake up and then you go in for like round two. Yeah. Two for one special. Yeah. Okay. Ethical you, sluts. Ethical sluts. This book, right? It's like from the nineties. Yeah. Um, it's got like pages. Sorry, it's got like pages. Yeah, I've read it. Um, I haven't. I read it because <laughs> the first day, I, the first time I was ever like cheated on. Uh, and dear listeners, this is uh, we're recording this in Karmakstrasse, so um, uh, yeah, that's where you get these gorgeous background sounds. Um, wee, 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 wee. They're already outside. We don't need them inside as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um i was i was like it was before i even started doing drag i must have been like 20 and uh i was out with some friends and this guy that i was dating and like um this guy this other guy that i'd hooked up with like a couple of weeks before and i just started dating this other guy and i was mm-hmm. very like um and everyone was like you know queer anarchists and stuff and it was yeah. just like very um Romantic, and um, then uh, took acid. Yeah, and then realised that the guy who I was dating had disappeared, and so had the guy that I had hooked up with a couple of weeks before, and that just as as just as the acid hit, and I was like, oh no! And then we were dancing um, <clears throat> at the peel. They did um, it without me, and the song I think it was like, please don't leave me by Pink. Oh. No. Um, and then also uh, In My Arms by Kylie Minogue. And oh, playing, no. And, and everyone, it was really cute because everyone else, they kept like one person on duty to keep me distracted and happy. Mm. And so I was like on acid going like, ah! <laughs> um, And then I remember I was so hurt because the guy I was dating was going away the day after for like three weeks. Oh my God, um, yeah. And uh, I had dreams, I, really bad dreams that like, um, like I watched someone was crawling on a building or something I fell off and their leg broke off and all like it was a really awful dream yeah um, and then I woke up and I dressed myself all in gold lame <laughs> so like gold leggings big knitted gold jumper and a gold lame scarf yeah uh, like big like expansive sort of stuff and then I um, <laughs> and then I went to the like the alternative bookstore and I bought the ethical slut. Oh my god. And then I went and got a two litre sack of wine. 
and I sat in the park and I texted all my friends telling them that they needed to come and hang out with me because I was having such a bad time. And I, I cried and read the ethical stuff while all, my, all these people came and attended to, to house You and your two litre sack of wine. <laughs> like it was some kind of like what like um like some kind of like God descended from Olympus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> had been spurned by a mortal. Yeah, I'm a depressed slutty Dionysus. That's what yeah, I was. Yeah, um, like, attend me my main ads. Yeah, exactly. And so they came and it was nice. And then um, I spent all day sort of like crying and talking to my friends in the park. And then like, as the sun started to go down, we put ecstasy in our butts. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then went out and had this amazing, <laughs> had this amazing night. Yeah. Um, night, so, day, all good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then I read The Ethical Slut and like, it actually kind of has been a bit of a framework for relationships that I had since then. It's just kind of funny because it's written in the 90s yeah. um, or the 80s, I can't remember. But like, The Ethical Slut, it's like, now if you wrote a book called The Ethical Slut, people yeah. be like, are you saying sluts aren't ethical? Yeah. <laughs> like, because like, we've come a little bit further in the discourse. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also as well, I think that it, is it's such a cornerstone of so much thought and like, the ethical stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like it's so well known. It's like you, like in every single like sex positive circumstance, there is something yeah. about this book that is mentioned within these things. And I think it's sort of a bit like it's a bit like okay, it's a bit like when you hear two drag queens that you like saying something vaguely problematic on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I understand that. Yes, there is a way that this could be this could be read as that, but that's not what the, this thing is saying. Yeah, yeah, totally. This thing is not this mm. this book is not saying that that's not just like with us. It's from a different time. It's from a different time. <laughs> <laughs> it's from a time of pink. Don't leave me. And Beyonce is crazy in love. Yeah, exactly. Oh god. Right. Um, so like, um, yeah, but like, what I, I, I took someone to a Halloween costume as the ethical slut. Oh really? Yeah, it involved them wearing like uh, they're called Stuart B Myers on Instagram. They're really funny and like I know them. Yeah, they're just really funny. They're like yeah. really funny and hot, like but they're not trying to be funny. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Oh, they're not trying to be funny. But they are funny, even though they're not. They just are automatically funny. I just like funny hot people. Yeah. Pick a lane, bitch. Which one did you pick? <laughs> I'd be funny. <laughs> like I feel like I like I picked funny. I'm committed to funny. I'm very funny, and any hotness is incidental and a total bonus. Yeah. Oh my god. Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not to say that I don't think that I'm hot, but I'm not committed to my hotness. Oh my god. I just let it happen. Yeah, well I, well, I, well, I try really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but I can live with it if it's not the case for a couple of days. You're not making it, like, your thing. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, no. Because also, the hottest thing... This is why hot is kind of hard, because it's like... It's not that hot We're talking to have, about the grinder name. No? It's not that hot to have what, sorry? It's, um... Uh, like... It's not that hot... When uh, to have be, uh, being hot be your thing? Oh, it's actually an instant turn off. Oh, right. Is oh. that not true for everyone? Oh, no, because I'm stupid, so I see it and I'm like, ah. But like, yeah, I'm also like very gullible as well. Like, oh no, no wait, I'm not. No, uh, actually, no. So I'm thinking about because there's a difference between say like. 
Um, wait, no, sorry. Two seconds. I wait. I'm thinking of hot, interesting people I know who are really interesting, and then they are also hot. They make hot being hot their thing, but they're also interesting. You are talking about when someone is not interesting in any way, shape, or form. It's just an Instagram post full of I, yeah. like sick pack photos. Oh yeah, no, that's not interesting. I hate no. I just hate hotness on Instagram. Actually, hotness. On I Instagram. find it really boring. Well, it's interesting because also as well, I did see an article being like, why are we shaming people for thirst traps when we want to be living in a sex positive society? And like, so I'm all for like thirst traps. Yes, yeah, so like, I'm not shaming people. I just don't find yeah. it interesting but, and I don't find it hot. Okay, I went on TikTok, right? And they were like, what are you interested in? Choose a, choose a set of things for the algorithm to show you. And I went, huh, I'm interested in everything. I have since learned I am not interested in everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Wait, it was so, I mean, God, if you, like, raw-dogging TikTok, mainlining, yeah. mainlining TikTok, raw do- how does one raw-dog and mainline at the same time? Raw-lining TikTok. Yeah. Raw-dogging, raw-dog, mainlining, doggy, doggy, like, being fucked by TikTok, doggy style, raw, and, like, mainlining that information that is out there on that format with just all of the stuff. Oh, my God, Jesus Christ, awful. And then, like, um, uh... Awful. Wait, this was going somewhere. I kind of forgot. Yeah, I was gonna like just direct us back to. Um... I know there was a sexy. There was oh, but there was a, there was someone doing like a sexy nurse had a sexy nurse TikTok. She's like dancing with like her mm. face hidden and she's like being all sexy. But like in the, in the hospital scrubs that are really distinctly unsexy with like a stethoscope round. She's like, <laughs> That's funny. Did you know the average man has to uh, have twenty seven orgasms a month to stay healthy? Oh. Hmm. Oh. Oh, not a man. Great. Because mm. I was like, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but um, I guess it's not so much. But um, what I've... Actually, it's been very helpful, uh, this uh, weird diversion. Mm. What I am not interested in is hotness presented without any sense of style. Because actually yeah. the presentation... like hot, Because like attraction and hot, like hotness involves great style. Um, yeah. And... Um, when it's just the the re-presentation, like the over and over pre- presentation of like the same, um, like cheekbones or like abs or whatever, uh, then like then I just I find that really boring. But anyway, um, yeah, no, that is really boring. Not to shame them. To come back to the ethical, stuff, but do better. Um, the thing that I found really useful, and I'd like the thing that I found really useful in that um, was like really clear about like primary partners and like mm-hmm. stuff like this, but this is something that people call it like relationship anarchy or something where now they don't yeah. do the primary partner thing and blah, blah, blah. Um, and this led me to thinking about like poly and being poly. And like, I saw a meme that totally explained my feelings yeah. about poly recently, which okay, is like yeah. poly, polyamory in and of itself, like great idea. It just has the worst PR team. Yeah. Because <laughs> people who make a lot of really loud noise about being poly uh, are just like the last people you would want to be in a relationship with. I mean, I was also walking along and I saw um, a really like busted, like a sort of like this kind of like mannequin with this weird silver thing. It was just this awful, like weird mannequin situation going on in a uh, window in Karmarkstrasse. I took a photo of it. I'll try and show it to you later because I was like, that is a single polyamorous person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. And also you have this, uh, you have like, pe- like uh, a <laughs> single polyamorous person where it's just like, you have this one person like, I'm polyamorous! But there's like, it's not dating anyone and they're making loads of noise about it. Yeah, yeah. I just like, like <clears throat> in and of itself, I think, I guess it's also because I don't live, I've never had a closed relationship 
Um, mm. I don't know if I could do it. Um, mm. And I would try, um, like, if like the situation arose, but it's never really come up. Um, I think being a queer leftist, it just doesn't a lot of the time. But, like, um, uh, like so it kind of, to me, just seems a little bit like labouring a point, but not everyone is in an environment where they don't need... So I wouldn't have to explain, if I have a partner, I wouldn't have to explain to my friends um, that, like, I had sex with someone else or whatever. Or if I started dating someone else, like, yeah. I, don't, I, would ne- I wouldn't face any judgment in my sort of circle or, no. like, like, in my professional life or anything like that. Yeah. Um, like, to the point where that might even be, like, um, fetishized or, like, idealized or something like that. Yeah, I but, just... Like, but I, people who are not in those environments, I can understand that the identity is very important to them, but the people who make the biggest noise about it are always so gross. No. <laughs> like, just like, just a bit creepy. But, you know, I just think, um, I kind of, like... Yeah, I, because it's a bit like, hey, I fuck everyone. We can fuck everyone. Let's all fuck it. I, I could be fucking you. That's kind of a bit, there's a little bit. There's something like that, a little bit. Because also, like... Karen, if, if that's the way you feel, just say it. Yeah. You know, we all have the horny demon. Yeah, um, but like there's like people like the discourse has moved on a bit from this yeah. like away from like the primary partner thing or whatever. But and maybe this, but like I find that primary partner thing like really useful because it's like if you're dating someone and they have a primary partner, then you know that they have a primary commitment to another thing, and you yeah. know to adjust your expectations. Um, yeah, and I like rather than just I don't know. I really like structure. Yeah, um, uh, but I'm also reading. Um, have you had a close relationship? No. Have you tried? Mm, yes, I had one, and then it was kind of like ending anyway. And I was moving to university, and they want they want to open a relationship, and I was like, no, we can't open the relationship because I was like nineteen, and or twenty. Like no, I was like nineteen, and then I was like, wait, I'm going to university, and there's going to be like loads of hot people there. I should like open this up, and like this is not t- August, and I was leaving in September, so it was like pretty obvious move. I was like, meh, meh, meh. But that's still better than Oh, yeah. And after. Then, anyway, I went to London. I fucked, like, one person, and then we broke up in December. Yeah. So, like, I was not having a lot of sex at that particular point. So then, yeah, and then also... I mean, the thing is, right, is that, like, also... Being in a relationship, like, a proper relationship, is so much work. It's so much work. It's so much work. It's so rewarding. Yes, hugely rewarding. Phenomenal. Great. But like what you have to like the the what you have to do to get to a point where you can basically just be around each other and just relax is like insane. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like um uh because also other people our relationships with other people, they provoke things within us that we don't even we aren't necessarily even aware of. You know, so there is um there is these things it's just it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time and it's a lot of attention and it's like honestly these polyamorous people over their polycules like do they not have jobs they don't <laughs> they don't. <laughs> so now we're straying into actually anti-poly ter- ter- territory but like, like, do they not have jobs no i'm just like well I'm like, like i like that's that's also the reason that i don't think that i could yeah. be i've i was open when i was with my in my last relationship which was like oh, five um uh, or just mono, yeah, mono amorous. My mono amorous. Um, <laughs> um, but like in my last relationship, I think I yeah I was open to the idea of having feelings for other people. Yeah. Um, and like would have been open to the idea. Yeah, and also um, was also open to my partner uh, doing that. But like, 
like when I was already like, it was enough work to be in that relationship. And so when I was already getting those needs fulfilled in that relationship, I was like, well, like having sex with other people is interesting because it's like, you know, like it's always fun. But like, Mm -hmm. um, I was just, I just couldn't be bothered looking elsewhere. Yeah, but then the problem is as well, then there's the interaction between the other partners. Yeah. A completely unknown quantity in which there is a a quantum potential for drama to multiply. Yeah. And I hate drama, actually. I hate drama. Yeah. But so ironic when we are the (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, like it really, it really, um, if I'm in some some sort of conflict with someone, uh, like it consumes every ounce of my emotional energy yeah. all day uh, and all night I like it really I get really upset about it yeah. I can't really segment it and just be like I'm fighting with this person I'm not thinking about them now yeah. so like yeah but like um, I'm reading this other, this book this new like the new it's called Polysecure okay um, <laughs> and it's like it's I I'm maybe like a third of the way through um, but it like is about uh, it's like it's like Stuff around the ethical slap, that sort of that sort of world. Yeah. Um, but it incorporates trauma research and attachment theory uh, mm-hmm. into it. So mm. um, so that you can use this sort of like it's more sort of like holistic and it's quite yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. 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 But um, I don't know. I think the whole we're having a, a huge. Exp- I mean that. Okay, it's, it's really important to remember something that people forget is that Freud for all his many critiques and all these other problems basically represents and whether or not it was entirely just him just he represented a point of history where we became aware of the unconscious mind mm. and before then we were not really maybe there's certain people who were aware of it but we did not have a language of the unconscious you know so people didn't have in like the fucking um 17th and 18th centuries um uh, Freud was in like the late 19th century so like if, and for the majority of the early 19th century people didn't have access to a vocabulary of the understanding of the unconscious so there was no kind of like um uh no sort of way of addressing this kind of thing you could only do it through conscious language and just be like like i think the closest you get be like well, obvi- well obviously you hold a lot of malice in your heart towards me it's like hey you're, you know all of these things so the thing is right is that if you think that then that information was part of um, psychiatry and all of those things and then very heavily controlled for at least another like uh, 30, 40, 50 years. And then we've had like since then uh, an absolute, we've had uh, a, uh, so this entire field of understanding relationships, understanding relationships between people, like counselling, all of these things, the way in which we affect each other through trauma, through all of these things. Um, because probably previously when you were very heavily traumatised or something, you would just be seen as being like, oh, they've got ghosts in their brain, we should drill a hole in it. Mm. Like, (laughs) that was kind of, for many hundreds of years, that was a therapy. Mm. Like, or dropping mushrooms, like, which would be great. So the thing is, right, is that then, if you think that then in terms of, like, the ethical start coming out in the 90s, that comes came out, like, before, like, the internet was, like, very hugely accessible. Mm. Or at least definitely before like broadband and the internet. I feel like today. it must have been so much easier to be an ethical slut before the internet. Why? <laughs> because the slut, the internet makes being an unethical slut so easy. <laughs> an unethical slut. <laughs> an unethi- she's an unethical slut. Um, yeah. 
so yeah so i think but there's there is that so we, there's this huge explosion in like there's if we think about the amount of time that we've had access to this sort of information and even for this discourse to exist in a way that we can actually mobilize it and all of those things it's um it's it's shocking it's really actually the last only 30 or 40 years that can even be possibly considered in some way as part of um a part of what we think of, of what we think now mm-hmm. of all western history yes I would, I would i i would agree but qualify that um i think actually um that uh freud was the person who um like created this language yeah. that then became used in the history of like western medicine mm-hmm. um uh but like uh there's, there's just these arguments I can't remember who they're from that like you know you can already see like a pretty sophisticated discussion of the unconscious in Shakespeare's plays uh, yeah. um, and also that like different cultures have understood um, yeah. like like in Australia there's the dream time like, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. in a lot of Aboriginal mythology um, mm-hmm. which is like like a place that you go to when you dream, but also is at the is at the beginning of um, yeah. at the beginning of time and all this sort of stuff. So like yeah, but when we tell you what I'm talking about is I'm talking about terms like attachment theory and trauma. Yeah. So you but don't have necessarily use the unconscious. No, but the point is though is that they relate very heavily to the unconscious mind mm-hmm. as well. You have to have some kind of understanding of the unconscious and yeah. the unconscious surplus that is yeah, created yeah. through this process of attachment. Whereas it's like before they were sort of discussing. Even with access to the plays of Shakespeare, they were just like, you know what, child, you shall go and clean this chimney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that'll be but fine. I, I think just the thing, my point then is just that I think yeah. like indi- various indigenous knowledges like yeah. around the world would actually have like trauma recovery techniques and stuff like that in their medicine systems. Yeah, but are they but, in like, secure? <laughs> not because that's what we're discussing. We're discussing the book Polysecure. Yeah, yeah. I'm responding to the argument that you made. Like, just I'm clar- uh, yeah. qualifying the argument okay, that you yeah. made. That it's just like, yes, that's where it no, that's comes very true. from. But it's like, it's um, important to situate the invention of this, uh, like, concept within, yeah. like, a global um, oh, uh, like, yeah, community no. of cultures that, um, like, have approached this also in different ways and, like, yeah. Um, and also have different relationship structures. Yeah, completely. But completely. yeah, so it's like, so it's very interesting that, um, like, yeah, that this comes along now. Yeah. And, and it's nice because people like building on each other's ideas and stuff. I haven't mm. got to the end. Oh, I, was gonna, I was trying to get to the end of the book before. Um, yeah. Uh, before we did this episode, but listen, no Just, one's paying us to do this. No one's paying us to do this, so we're not going to fucking read it. Shit. No, yeah. but I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's also a bit, it's like in terms of like, I think that like uh, I know I also love the fact that for me there's just no drama about going out and sucking a dog. Uh huh. There's just none. You know. What about the internal drama? Is there internal drama for you? No. 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 It's like the but for me a lot of things it's more the the social relations all of this stuff but it's like this thing of well is of just being like it comes to me always comes back to this kind of like you know this very like Catholic phenomena of just being like and you shall suck the dick and your soul will be condemned to hell forever and there's this thing of like uh this will happen and it's like you just go out like literally if you go out and you suck a dick in the bushes and you don't tell anyone you did it did you suck a dick <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and yes, it was you, amazing you, it was amazing it was amazing yes <laughs> yeah. so it's just this thing of being like but also you can literally go you can turn up to a social occasion with cock breath and just be like they're like how are you doing I'm like fine is cock breath a thing yeah it's the breath you have after sucking cock 
Isn't this regular breaths? Well, <laughs> depends how many cogs you're fucking. Yes, it depends on the person. <laughs> I, mean, if... I used to get cold uh, penis breath when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. It's also Cock like, breath. babe, not yet. Like, you are a little early. I remember I was... Um, I should be so lucky. I had like sucked... Oh, God. When I... Oh, oh my God. I remember there was, uh, there was a situation where I was 17 and like... Um, a friend of the family that I was staying with fucked... I didn't like quite... Anyway. Um, <laughs> I was at my friend's house. Anyway, I got with this, um, this uh, more mature... <laughs> Person. Am I going to have to edit this out? Or <laughs> no, it's fine. But then the next day, me and my friend, we went to the we went to the city of Norwich, and then the fabled city that I talk about so much. And then I, I went there with like um, uh, uh, someone uh, with my friend, and we met um the person they were dating or something like that. And like I was smoking, and for some reason, like, and we told them what happened. I hadn't been able to brush my teeth that morning either, as well. And so then I ended up like. And then they were pissing me off, so I took a massive inhale of my cigarette and I blew it out in their face. And they just turned around and went, your breath smells like a prostitute's. Like a prostitute. And I remember, I remember just being lanced by that because I was like standing there, like smoking with these unbrushed teeth and this like memory, this ghost, this haunted by a blowjob. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Can't love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. <laughs> you look so worried right now. <laughs> There's just so much in that story. That oh yeah. yeah, no, it was a lot. Like it was a lot. I think it's like it's a fucking dirty world and a dirty life. So why not be a dirty bitch? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind absolutely. of my personal Do you think philosophy. That the slut queen is an ethical slut. She certainly yes. No, not in she's... the common, not in the Commonwealth. She's like the least ethical slut in the world. Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. She's it's like not basically... because she's a slut; it's because she's a colonizer. No, yeah, no, because she's she's aware of the state of exception. <laughs> What's that? The time to be an unethical slut. Oh. No, but the state of it's a theory by um, it's a, a, a political theory. Oh, okay, I don't the know. State, the, the state of exception is like the sovereign's. It's the sovereign's prerogative to choose the moment of exception. What's exception? Exception. Like, this is, like, all of this except for that. Ah. So, like, human rights except for that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. you won't kill anyone except for you. You killed someone, so I'm mean, like, I'm going to kill you. And then, like... Ah, okay. <clears throat> and then yeah. it's like, okay, well, like, we want to, like, commit to, like, our fuel targets and ah, all of those okay. things. Except for, of course, when billionaires are, like, flying in and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's basically the sovereign's prerogative to choose this thing. And it's, like, the... the uh, and it's it's widely discussed it's widely discussed and critiqued by many different people okay including a gamben oh cool yeah cool cool well what theory. else is there what, what what do you have any burning um burning uh, sensations do you have any burning sensations when it comes to sluts i mean only the stis <laughs> yeah right i i'm i'm so glad that i live mm. in a world with sluts yeah yeah i just think it's like one of the most joyous and it's also it's a pleasure that like well it's not always but can be for free yeah um and you know what if the social relations um involved in sex yeah um are, are too expensive then you can also get it for money which is yeah. sometimes a lot cheaper yeah. so uh, and, like, and and a better option and so, you're gonna finance half of our friends yeah absolutely so like this is this is just like the great thing about about being a slut, about being around sluts, yeah, is that sex? Oh, what is it? It's in the. It's in this. Uh, it, it's in. I think it's. Wait, in, have you seen June? 
No, uh, it's in uh, the ethical slut. Yeah. Uh, where they said like it's based on the idea that sex, um, sex feels good and pleasure is good for you. Yeah. Um, and it's just like you need twenty-seven it, orgasms a month just to avoid prostate cancer. I just like that. Just also turns. It's like a. It turns from like you can have as much sex as you want to you have to have sex or you're going to die. <laughs> Which I feel like is just the easiest way to stop enjoying sex ever. I know, but I do prefer it to the have sex and die approach. I don't know, having sex and then dying someday sounds kind of fine. Something like a mayfly? Yeah, or just like a human. <laughs> like, yeah, but like not if you like have sex and then die immediately afterwards. No, 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 no. No. Or die as a consequence of that sex. No, but how, like... Yeah, that that sounds hectic. Oh god, my entire teenage years were marked by the idea that I was gay and that I would die. Basically, that was more or less like, I would die because of AIDS. Or HIV. Oh, yeah. 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 Love, and the, then, love the early 2000s. Yeah. To play, and then what I would do is I would be like, I'd have to go to an STI. And then basically, because we had a really good sex education, actually, yeah. at my high school. I'm really surprised by it. Like, and um, you know, my friend would like very informed stuff. So, you know, it would like basically, there would be a circumstance to be like, right, I have to go to the clinic now. And like, no, you've, t- you've told this story oh, twice yes. on this podcast. Oh, and I'm like convinced myself I'm yeah, yeah. going to yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and then you walk up, you'll be like, all right, walking out. Yeah, no, I, I can tell it's an important story for you because you have told this story oh, twice God. already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's... Uh, but like, what... Okay. There's a box of sex and death in my head. Yeah, yeah. And it's got pictures of like that story like emblazoned yeah, yeah. around it. Um, what... What are your final words on sluts? Well, I asked you... Gather you rosebuds while you may? No, I think that you got it wrong when you said what a slut is earlier on. Well, yeah, what do you think a slut is? I think it's someone who is sexy, loose, uppercase, and transgender. (laughs) That is a very good definition of slut. That's a slut. (laughs) Absolutely. So, I'm guessing you identify as a slut. <laughs> oh, but can't you tell by these capital T's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also all of those people that call you a slut every time I leave the house with you. <laughs> slut! Slut! I love this in, in Fleabag when, uh, like, oh my God. someone yells out, slut! And she turns around and goes, yes? Yes! <laughs> I was going to always be like, imagine as well, like, you know, in the Game of Thrones where Cersei walks a log and they're like, shame, shame, shame. Imagine if it was just slats. I think actually the the audience, the the, the audience, the the public, the public, the crowd are yelling slut at her. Oh, that's literal slut shaming. Yeah. That's literal slut shaming. Oh, we didn't talk about slut shaming. We didn't talk about slut shaming. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, because if you ever dull a slut's light, then that is, um, that is your tarnishing the thing that is their gift to the world and we will come around and break your knees yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. no slut shaming well no because the thing is the point is though is it's it's just gonna it's gonna land and then it's just gonna it's gonna just rub off later not always what? i think slut shaming is uh like it can it can it can really it can it can hurt no that's true slut shaming does like hurt. it's happening it's, it's happening to faggots at the moment um uh with uh with the pox. monkey pox yeah yeah so like, you know, women are like, they're all, like, like with most things, they're bearing an unheavy uh, share of the burden of slut shaming. Yeah, no, completely. I mean, yeah. no, just, no, don't, no, don't slut shame. No slut shaming. Well, I also think as well that if someone is slut shaming, it's more their own like beef. 
Absolutely. You know, it's their own internal process. It's their own internal process of shame within themselves. Because someone who doesn't feel ashamed of themselves in some way isn't going to go and do this. You know what I mean? Someone who's no, like, because if you're not ashamed of yourself, who cares about anyone else? No, exactly. You're too busy course. being a slut. You're too busy being a slut, yeah. Exactly. Well, you're like, you know what? Uh, actually, I've got a friend, a really um, uh, lovely person who says, um, who actually two people I know have described themselves as monogamous sluts. Monogamous sluts. Monogamous sluts. Yeah, they're just like, they're like, oh, I love all the idea of being a slut and all of this slutty slut, 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 slut. But really, I just want to have like my special person I do. And then they were like, the rest of the way that I want to express myself, that my love language is cooking food for people in cuddles. I'm a monogamous slut who wants to cook food for people and to cuddle them. I'm all for that. <laughs> We're like, we, we see you. Yeah. And it's valid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not as valid as like heaps of anal, but no, I mean, still yeah. valid. No, still, still valid. But no, yeah. you don't need anal to be a slut. Does help though. Does help. Yeah! <laughs> wow, Olivia, you snuck that one in the back door. <laughs> well, it has been a beautiful a beautiful pleasure to speak with you, you stupid slut. <laughs> and you, Olympia, are a total fucking slag. <laughs> Which instantly is a piece of off, like, rubbish metal. That, oh, that, really? Yeah, slag oh, is... Molten just, slag. Molten yeah, yeah. slag, yeah. And then that came to mean mess, slutty woman as well. Oh, really? So, um... All roads lead back to sluts. If you have enjoyed being a fucking slut with yeah, us fucking slut an auditory slut yeah then uh, slutty listeners then slutty feel free slut, slut, slut. to make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening slut. to this and then uh, if you have um, if you have any filthy slut questions you can email us at oh slurry speaks at gmail.com or if you've got any filthy slutty stories also <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that and if you want to send any filthy slut money to us um, to pay us sluts for slutting this podcast to you yeah. uh, then you can uh, paypal that at olympiabukakis at gmail.com because I'm too much of a slut to do anything with money yeah and um, then uh, yeah, we'll be back actually really soon. We're going to record another episode next week. So, um, yeah, but then after that, don't get your hopes up, okay? Yeah, share it with your friends just like you would your filthy, slutty body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post this episode to a slut. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Ta- oh, share this on your favorite social media and tag a slut. Tag a slut. Yeah. Tag a slut. Okay, well. Or many sluts. We love you, you sluts and slut you wannabes. Slut. We love sluts. Yeah. No shame in our sluts. No. And so uh, we will see you uh, later on this slutty summer. Yeah. Ciao, baby. Bye. Bye.